This is exactly why I don't trust hookers in vans. I'm Sam. Aw, oh, I'm weak. I'll never win any connubial visits. I'm Tucker, and this is Penitentiary on Stinker Madness. Hello, and welcome to Stinker Madness, the bad movie podcast for bad movies. This week we have a more reflective film, one that has a lot to say about society, mm-hmm. 1979's Penitentiary. What, do you know anything about this movie, Tucker? Um, not a lot. And I, I mean, I was, I was looking, I was hoping Wikipedia would have one of those tabs where it had all sorts of information on the production and everything else, but it really didn't have anything. Um, I found a couple tiny tidbits in the IMDb trivia, but, uh, I've seen the, I think I'd seen this before, but it was a long time ago and I've seen the sequels and I really like the sequels. So I wanted to revisit. Yeah. Um, I've seen all of them as well. I kind of forget about this one all the time. Mm -hmm. The fun part about the Wikipedia is the director, Jama Fanaka. Mm-hmm. He or Jamal Fanaka, I don't even know how to say it. The 2A thing doesn't really make sense to me. Right. I don't know how to pronounce that. But they had his shit all fucked up. Oh, yeah. Because they have that he's born in 1971 and this was made in <laughs> 1979. Yeah. I also read somewhere else that he was in the Air Force before he went to Saddleback College and then went to UCLA. So if that's all right, if their, if their birth date is correct, then he was like four when he was in the Air Force and he got done with UCLA. He made his... He made this as his third movie at the age of eight years old. Wow. He's really advanced. Yeah. Eat shit, Doogie Hauser. For real. <laughs> this guy's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I did find a New York Times article on his obituary stating that when he died in 2012, he was actually 69. Hmm. So, wasn't born in 1971. Oh, man. I also don't know if this is his third movie, but he made his other two while he was a student. And there's a lot that sort of points to him still being at UCLA. Even maybe it was the MFA program there that he was still actually a student when he made this. The uh, IMDb, one of the trivia bits was that the uh, prison yard is actually like the quad at UCLA film school. Like, so yeah, he's so shooting there. You there. Go. Yeah. What do you know about the L.A. Rebellion? Nothing. Do tell. Okay. So in the 60s to the 80s, UCLA had sort of a subcomponent of its film program that they were – it wasn't like they were doing it on purpose, but it just sort of like happened organically, if you want to say it like that. But a lot of uh, African-American students started kind of banding together, and they created a movement – and the best way to put it is when it started happening because there was the black exploitation scene was really like crusty white dudes making movies for black people kind of or to exploit the audience. Right. Where the best way to sum up the LA Rebellion would be by us not for us. Okay. And that's I mean it's a more of a do for the listener like if you're interested in that do some reading on your own there but there is some really quality filmmakers that came out of that movement. Mm. Excellent. Uh, that's about what I know about this movie. Yeah. And that what's weird is when we started watching, when I started watching it, 
I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this like twice. And it's like the very first shot comes up and it's like, oh yeah, I've seen this like on the first shot. But it's weird that you kind of forget about watching it because it's not super memorable. Yeah, it's kind of the, it's the low key one of the trilogy for sure. Um, Culminating in a crazy part three, but this one is always, I think that's why I didn't remember it. It's because the other two kind of go a little nutsier, I think. And when you watch it too, this is like about as good as a job you can do for somebody who's a student and with an extremely low budget. Mm-hmm. Like, I, know I think most people would see it and be like, oh, it's a terrible movie. But it's like, well, if you take things into consideration, I don't know that anyone would do better. Yeah. And it, it does, it's, the veil is thick to thin at certain points, but it's just riddled with social statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, one of the trivias that I was reading somewhere is like, the, oh, you know, he has a really a lot to say and there's a, a lot of hidden message and a lot of explicit message that's happening here. But, you know, sometimes he takes a left turn with like, oh, you can get out of prison early from boxing. And I'm watching this and I'm like, I don't <laughs> right. know that this didn't happen. I mean, like, really? The yeah. kind of wacky shit that happens in the prison system, I'm not going to say that this is like a 100% real deal. <laughs> true, never know. true, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it feels far-fetched, but, you know, I've heard true stories that seem far-fetched, too, about prison in this country. So, No more far-fetched knows. than the longest yard, say. Right. Or um, <laughs> stir-crazy. I don't think I've seen stir-crazy since I was, like, oh, 13. Man, I don't well, even remember what happens in that movie. Uh, Gene Wilder turns out to be, like, super good at riding bulls. Because the warden brings him in on his mechanical bull that he just will not fall off. And so their oh, whole plot God, is to do that's... the prison rodeo. But man, there is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in that movie when they are both have been like the Craig T. Nelson's an asshole guard and he's been working them so hard. Sure. And they're both so exhausted and they come in, wake him up, and they fall out of the bed together and they each try to put a pant leg or one leg in the same pants. And it's one of the best bits of physical comedy. It kills me every time. <laughs> it's so funny. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, like where, that. <laughs> where, so where are you at on prison movies in general? Um, I guess I enjoy them. I don't think I seek them out. But I did, uh, you know, um, there's a big swath of my life where I didn't consume tons of television. And I did somehow still watch Oz. So I guess I enjoy prison things on some level. So Yeah, you must. I I don't like them. I really? just for whatever reason I don't like prison movies. I I don't know why it is. I maybe I'm just subconsciously that afraid of prison rape or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's something about I, I don't like prison movies one bit. Huh. Well, I'm sorry to do this to you. The, no, that's okay. This one's sort of... I, I don't mind this one because it's, you know, real low budget and yeah. it isn't like every other prison movie, basically. Right. It's more real, I guess. Maybe it's Shawshank. I don't know. You hate like, Shawshank? That's a heavy film. I don't, but oh, I don't okay. really like want to watch it right now. Like, how do you hate <laughs> sure. Shawshank? Right. Like, oh, I hate that movie. That Tim Robbins is a son of a bitch. <laughs> Things people say never. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, we may as well get into this thing as it has a sort of limited history that we've sort of, as I feel like, dredged out as much as we could. Yeah, that's about it, I guess. How did uh, Jamal Fanaka die? He's just old. Sixty-nine. That's not. Well, that he was old. sixty-nine. That's no. He just have a heart attack or something like that. Probably. Or did he? When did yeah. he die? He I said did. it was twenty thirteen or. 2012 at 69, and I didn't bother to look up how he died because I just wanted to verify that he didn't make this when he was eight. <laughs> you were just on a fact-finding mission. One specific yeah, fact. Yeah, there was... There was <laughs> I was deeming a lot of other information irrelevant at that point. <laughs> right. But yeah, I only know his name because of these movies. Like, that's who yeah. that guy is to me. So. Could have been the first man in space. His yeah. corpse is currently ruling Mars or something. I'm like, irrelevant. <laughs> when was he born? That all might be interesting, but <laughs> not pertinent. There was another part of his wiki that said it was talking about his like a short film that he made at the community college before he got into UCLA. And it claimed to have been the first narrative short film, or the only narrative short film. And I'm like, who the fuck wrote this article, and where are the wiki cops? Like, where are they? Yeah. The only narrative short film. Well, he is pretty important in film history, then. Yeah, well, I deemed that irrelevant. (laughs) So I was trying to find out how old he was. The man made the sole narrative short film. (laughs) And you just skimmed right over it. <laughs> um, what about Leon Isaac Kennedy, the star of this movie? Do you know anything about him beyond these movies? He's in other stuff. He was in an episode of Chips. He actually worked mm. until like 91 consistently. And he was in uh, several movies before this. So he's actually the actor. Because a lot of these people aren't really actors. Yeah. I also read that in the trivia. Yeah. Most, yeah. A lot of them were non-actors. Um. Is Leon Isaac Kennedy also deceased? I do not believe he is. I believe oh, he is still alive. Excellent. Way to go. Yes, and I also I, like I to think hear most when of people them are. don't die. Don't die. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing the guy that plays the lieutenant didn't make it because of his health. Oh, that's the guy from Better Off age. Dead, the pig burger boss. Yeah. yeah. And he'd apparently been an actor forever. Like you've got some pictures of that guy from the the black and whites, and he was a handsome man before he decided to eat all the cheeseburgers. And then just wear all the grease in his hair. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he just combs his hair, like runs his comb through his uh, pan after he's made his burgers. And then he just <laughs> combs his hair real good down with it. <clears throat> he just looks greasy all the time. But of course, I could be just bringing all that pig burger with me, all that baggage from Better Off Dead. Yeah. He's pretty gross in that. There's a lot of baggage from Better Off Dead. You just kind of <laughs> you carry that one around with you forever. Uh-huh. God, God loves Savage Steve Holland. Yeah, what a what a what an American saint. <laughs> he also gave us Eek the Cat. I don't know Eek the Cat. Oh, you've never seen Eek the no. Cat? No, it was a it was a pretty good cartoon. It's a Saturday morning cartoon on Fox. <laughs> It only made it so long because it was too crazy because it was made by Savage Steve Hall. Right. No, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I only watched Better Off Dead in One Crazy Summer, I think. I don't even think. Those are, I think, his t- two, like, theatric releases. I don't think he has much beyond that theatrically. Right. 
Didn't he do one like how how I got into college or something like that? Wasn't that him? I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, I didn't look. I deemed that information irrelevant because it had nothing to do with one this film and then it, two. It, it does. Jamaica's age. Octopus off of everything. The lieutenant was in Better Off Dead. I need to research everything about Better Off Dead. You got to know. You're like Tucker's coming on today. If anything reaches to Better Off Dead, we're going to end up just talking about that. So about that, yeah. <laughs> Where's my two dollars? <laughs> Anyway, the Howard Cosell exchange students too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a, a fine film. I like uh, I one crazy summer. Bobcat Goldthwait is hilarious. In Ex- that. Yeah, for sure. I like both. I also thought it was the slowest burn ever. When you like learn that his nickname is facetious because they're calling him <laughs> hoops for half the movie before you find out he's fucking terrible. Oops. <laughs> That's right. All right, back to this okay. movie. It starts out with some bikers just sort of freelancing all over the place and the shittiest tent ever. Oh my god. Yeah. One of these bikers looks like Joe Perry from Aerosmith. I decided right away. I was like, hey, is that Joe Perry? Yeah. And I was like, wasn't. oh, don't call the guy ugly or anything. That's mean. Joe Perry's kind of yeah, ugly. Yeah, you could you could you could tell it wasn't <laughs> Joe Perry because he didn't faint in a live performance. <laughs> Johnny Depp gave him the vapors. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that he's like 80 and shouldn't be like trying to do like, you know, two sets a night right. every night, right. seven days a week. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but uh, Leon Isaac Kennedy underneath a makeshift tent, just a piece of fabric strung up on two sticks, right? Yeah. And the bikers like burn out and toss dirt all over him. And what I was thinking when I'm watching this is that if I was a biker and I saw someone in a tent that shitty, I feel like I would have to do this. Even though I don't feel like I'm a bad person, I'd be like, all right, bud, that fucking tent sucks. You deserve this. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's the shittiest tent ever. It is. It is. But these bikers are dicks, too. They are. So then he decides since he's been, he's got his morning dirt bath (laughs) that it's time to get back to hitchhiking. Yeah. All right. Burn a question. Now, what do you think this guy has done? What is his life path right now? He just seems to be a drifter. He just seems to be drifting along in the, probably the Southwest somewhere. Uh, sleeping on the side of the road under a piece of fabric, um, <laughs> seeing where it goes, you know? I don't know. Well, today's look. Today's looking up because a particularly attractive hooker with her own mobile office, a.k.a. bitchin' 70s van. Shaggin' wagon. Shaggin' wagon. Boy, Bring it back. Bring back the shaggin' <laughs> wagon. She's even got a CB. <clears throat> yeah. So her plan like she's can send her on, send her on to meet Johns in different places. She's like a road hooker. She's out on the road. She's a road hooker. Yeah. <laughs> what a great, what a great lady. She's enterprising. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. She likes him so much. I guess she gives him a freebie, and then she gets well, a call. She wants that, to. Well, it's time. Yeah, she wants. She to offers him. him. 
she says she wants to, uh, she asks if he wants to hop in the back and roll around with me a little. But then she gets caught, called, yeah. And they've missed the opportunity to regurgitate the young Frankenstein joke where Terry Gar actually rolls in the hay, mm. not yeah. has sex. Roll, roll, roll. <laughs> roll in the hay. I find that one. Speaking thing. Speaking of things I find particularly funny, that is particularly funny. Yeah. <clears throat> so they go to this diner that looks pretty shitty. Yeah. And then she gets into a pissing contest with the bikers because everybody in this is a fucking asshole. And those are her two Johns, right? No. No? I don't think they are. I think the guy in the trucker hat that like shows up to try to break it up is actually the John because he looks like a John. But I think she says she's and meeting she's like, two guys. I just assumed it was them because she was talking to him. Oh, I couldn't tell what was going on then. I thought you just, just got to, Charlie sent me here, are you the so-and-so? Right. And the guy's like, no, it's me over here. Wait, are you going to fight these guys? What the fuck? And then it goes down. No, because she said, he says, because it sounds like she's ready to do business. And then one of the guys says to her, uh, which I will not quote verbatim, uh, he says, he calls her like a filthy slut or something like they don't want to have yes. anything to do with a filthy slut who just got done with a dirty n-word and that's yeah. when everything takes a turn for i mean it was already we, not good but <laughs> i'm sorry ma'am we got on the cb and and requested a respectable van hooker <laughs> yeah a white man's van hooker what yeah. the hell is this world coming to when your van hookers is coming around with these black <laughs> folk? And these bikers haven't showered in like a month. Yeah, they're real gross. They're gross. Yeah. The guy they just uh, showered in dirt, though, doesn't seem that dirty at all. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't protected <laughs> by his makeshift tent. We know that yeah. much. But he was able to get it off, I guess, because he, he seems much maybe, cleaner than they are. <laughs> yeah, maybe the dirt just cleaned him off. He was so dirty <laughs> that that much dirt was actually like a shower. Yeah. It was like a dry shampoo. Which, at one point in my life, somebody's like, use dirt to wash it off. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But yeah. if you ever get your hands covered in tar, that's about all that'll work. Huh. Interesting. It's good yeah. to know. I was, yeah, it was an industrial reason I had my hands covered in tar. I wasn't riding anybody out of town on a rail or, or oh, such. That's good. So that would be a better story. Clear that up. <laughs> yeah. We got some shenanigans down at the video store. I had to ride the guy out of town on a rail. Tarred and feathered him. Guy kept young guns, too, for four weeks. Four weeks. <laughs> we Get another do? VCR, bruh, and dub it. Seriously. Young Guns 2 is terrible. <sighs> oh, come on. Terrible? I've watched it probably 25 times. Uh-huh. It's bad, but like when I was a kid, I thought Young Guns was like the coolest. As an adult, whoa. Mm. I bet I'd still enjoy the shit out of it. 
Oh, okay. Well, I guess but, that you know. challenge we'll have to watch them at some point. Sweet. I was I tried to double down on Justin and Jackie with the Young Guns two and Young or Young Guns and Young Guns <laughs> two in succession. <laughs> And they put the kibosh on it Aww. right after Young Guns 1. They were like, you know what? No, can't do it. Oh, can't do man. the second one. So sad. So anyway, they get into a diner brawl. Yeah. And Too Sweet, as we will learn his name later, yeah. uh, punches a guy out and then it just cuts away. We don't know what happens. Apparently, we don't know what goes Chief down. Sweet gets knocked unconscious. Is apparently what we. The, yeah, the other biker that he doesn't punch out breaks a bottle over his head and he goes down. Right. But I guess that's the not next exactly we, clear at first, is it? Because no, because yeah, then he's he's getting getting railroaded for killing one of these guys just suddenly. We don't even find that out till later. Like we're just like all of a sudden cut to prison. Right. And it's not even cut to him going to prison. It's just the filmmakers allowing us to get used to, to, to immerse ourselves in the environment that is the penitentiary. Yeah. We're almost more with this character, Eugene, who's like the new guy. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're in with him. And I, I was confused at this point. In, I think this is the third time I've seen this. It's this is about prison as much as it is about too sweet. Yeah, and that's what's happening right now is he's making you sure of that. Yeah. Like he's got a lot to say, and he's starting out by introducing you that you're in. You're watching a movie that's about the setting as much as it is about its lead character. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the first inmate we see is he's walking down the the corridor there and he's he's got a cigarette hanging out of his ear he's doing it wrong because <laughs> it's a lit cigarette yeah. he's ear smoking it's pretty cool that's pretty cool but he has a he has a cigarette that he's smoking too <laughs> so he's like prison royalty because he can just waste cigarettes yeah that's the coin of the realm i learned that in um yeah. jailhouse rock that's where i kind of coin of the they say in Jailhouse Rock, he tells the, the you know, his cellmate tells Elvis, he's like, yeah, in here, the cigarettes are the coin of the realm. You know, you, this is how you buy anything, blah, blah, blah. And I actually used, for my one-lighter, I was totally ripping off Elvis. Because he says, oh, I'm broke. I'll never accumulate any cigarettes. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that that one took 22 minutes and 46 seconds to make sense. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like everyone will get this. <laughs> so we also get there's like a we get introduced to like the routine that is used in the making of a uh there's no way to sugarcoat this prison prison bitch. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Half dead. Half dead. That's his name. Yes. Half dead does a, his crazy routine and he's got like a voodoo doll. It's a little rubber sea monster from the looks of it. Mm-hmm. And he shakes it around and tries to scare everybody, but he's got plants in the lineup that are part of his rape crew. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, 
go along with the act. And basically they just, he goes up to the new guy and he's going to be like, you're the one that got me in here. I know. Cause you have a scar on your ass. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause his wife, he killed his wife and he left a scar yeah. on the guy she was with before he escaped out the window. Which honestly takes three times watching this before this scene makes any fucking sense. <laughs> uh, but it's just a ruse because what happens is if you're afraid of him and you show him your ass, then you're a candy boy and it's time for them to have sex with your butt. It's a no-win situation. Isn't this what Catch-22 is about? I don't know. It's not? It's not? <laughs> Doesn't that have uh, Roy Scheider? Catch-22? The movie? The movie has a movie version? Alan Arkin. Okay, no, I'm thinking, what's the one with Roy Scheider and uh, Margaret? <gasps> and Margaret? Is that the one? The canon 52 movie? Pickup. 52 Pickup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen never that. seen that. I watched it once. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Eugene is no longer Eugene. He's now Genie. Right. And he's the property of who is this guy's name again? Amos? I believe so. Is his last name? Yeah. Where does Let he go? See. But he doesn't have like a cool nickname. Or does he? Let me see. I have their names here. Uh, Jesse Amos. Yeah, he just goes by Amos. Amos. Yeah. Does anything happen of relevance before Too Sweet shows up? I don't think so. I think that's pretty much the the meat of it at that point. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, the next thing I have is Too Sweet. Okay. Well, I think my note was prison comedy, hard pass. <laughs> or prison's a lot like Camelot, in that it's a silly place and you shouldn't go there. So Too Sweet gets here, and he's put in the cell with Half Dead. Yeah. And there's a conversation with the rape gang. And Half Dead's like, don't worry. I got this one. Right. Yeah. One's because he's, you know, locked in with me. So, and they're like, no, you're going to screw it up. And I'm like, yeah, but he's locked in there with him. So if anybody's going to do this, it's probably him. Yeah. It seems like a, seems like it's worked itself out. Yeah. Cool. And is it, Implicit or symptomatic that is that the the system is you know doing this to the newbies. They're putting them in with the guy that's obvious. Oh, you're new. Yeah, you're new here, so we're going to put you in with the guy that is obviously going to rape you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that seems to be standard. Welcome practice. to prison. Yeah. The too sweet gets like when he shows him to his cell, like at the very beginning, and then he tells him to go to the yard. That's where everybody is. So this first like trip through the yard. There's a band playing, and it's it's crazy. And of course, <laughs> you know you get the band all the time in these movies and th- of this era in the '70s, where it's the funk band. Uh-huh. 
always the crustiest white dude just jamming down on the bass guitar. Why the hell is that? <laughs> it is pretty strange. The keyboardist looked like he got kicked out of the doobies, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that it's another implicit meaning in the movie that there is white people in this prison. There's just only, like, five of them. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, there's, like... The more you watch this, this guy is really just like gloves off throwing punches mm-hmm. implicitly, explicitly. And I don't know that there's anything happening symptomatically in this film, but I'm sure there is. Right. But like he has a lot to goddamn say here and he's doing it with the pictures more than he is with the dialogue, yeah. which is good. That's, you know, it's like he went to film school or something. Exactly. So there's some tomfoolery. There's the TV bit before they get, you know, lock up and it's time to go to bed and get raped. Is that what happens? The TV bit. Which was that? Yeah, they're trying. They all are gathered around a TV and they're they're horsing around too much. And the guard comes in and he's like, right. quit your damn horsing around. Prison's going to be worse than it already is. And you new guy, you already fucked up walking in the wrong door. So you're on coal mining duty. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, I think that's that's probably yeah. around there. So after that situation <laughs> sort of resolves itself by that man making it to the other end of the hall and then doing it in the next wing, mm-hmm. uh, they get they got lock up, night lights out, the whole thing, and then it's time for the rapins, <laughs> and uh, Half Dead offers him a candy bar first, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. And I did in the in Wikipedia it does say that he's called too sweet because he likes because of his uncontrollable addiction to Mr. Goodbar. It's almost like he doesn't know what a Mr. Goodbar is before this scene though. I know. I was confused by that. I was like, is this something that revealed itself in the later chapters that I forgot about? Again, the wikis regarding this film and the man oh, who made crazy. it. Those responsible need to be sacked. I'm just going to make yeah. all of the Monty Python references this episode. But yeah, he offer you know, he, he, he has a box of Mr. Good bars in his cell. Oh, and he asks him, uh, you box? And, uh, and Half Dead says, Half Dead don't box, I kill. Yeah, he's also getting jacked on some 10-pound weights during this scene. <laughs> Which, at first, I'm like, okay, if you're going to do 10 and you go that slow, it will do something. But he's doing reps of, like, one to three without any sort of rhyme or reason. Did you find that this cell was rather roomy? It seems pretty spacious, like there should be four bunks in there. Yeah. I was watching, I was like, man, they have a long way to throw each other around. I've never, you know, when I see, like, actual prisons... In things, it's not like that at all. Very small. No, very small. But yeah, they have plenty of room to have an epic battle, and they do. Yeah. And you, you are introduced to the battle through the eyes, the point of view of the other rape gang characters who hear oh. half deads, what they think is wails of passion, right? 
and they get so like riled up oh. that they're having sex with the prison bars. Yeah, they're like, he's doing it. He's doing it. Because everything that Half Dead says, even as he's getting choked with an iron bar by Too Sweet, even when he gets a word out there, it can be misconstrued as he's raping Too Sweet. Yeah. And one guy's like, I haven't made him sound like that raping a guy before. He must be really going to town. (laughs) It's it's pretty awful. Or being beaten with a metal rod. Can't tell. Probably sex. (laughs) So this goes on for quite a while in their underwear. And there's blood everywhere. Eventually... Too sweet, vanquishes, half dead, and half dead just decides to go to sleep. Yeah. What else do you do at that point? You're locked in with each other. Awkward yeah. moment where the, the rape didn't take. Yeah. And then, is that where... No, that's it. But he takes the candy bars, right? Yeah. yeah. And he eats them, and he's like, holy shit, these are good. So the wiki's full of crap. This is the first good bar he's ever had. And then he jumps to his feet, and he says, I'm uncontrollably addicted to these. Call me too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> this is way better than that dirt I ate in my <laughs> shitty tent. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, So the, and someone says the, bron- the bronc done busted the buster. The Buster busted the Bronco? Wait, the bus Bronco? No, the yeah, Bronx. that's you're right. I don't know. Busted the the Bronx busted the busted the Buster. Yeah. And poor poor Eugene laughs at that and then uh his cellmate doesn't like that. That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he calls him Genie and he tells him to shut up and then he says fix it. You need to fix it. And I think he's talking about his wiener. Ugh. I was glad that he was heavy-handed with the dialogue as it refers to the prison rape, but he wasn't all that heavy-handed with, like, making us see it. I don't know if this would be an episode in that case. Right, yeah. Not that it isn't a relevant issue to be discussed. It's just like, oh, yeah, watch this one. It's super fun. Full of prison rape. Yeah. Graphic. Man, this is the best one. It's got 16 prison rapes in. Get on over here, Cletus. It's okay with women, right? It's okay with women. What the fuck? I don't like women in prison movies either. I just like, mm. no, I'll just watch porn. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Although I had to watch Cage Teat because it's Linda Blair, right? Right, yeah. When when I mean, she's getting the twins out, you got to show up with some popcorn. Exactly. Sometimes there's a added attraction. I just don't care what the genre is. I also <laughs> noticed... <laughs> I also noticed in this fight scene where they're fighting in underwear, like right down at the beginning of it, I'm like, men fighting in underwear, pro wrestling, question mark. But by the mm. end of it, there is a lot of actual, It there's a lot of pro wrestling that's happening there. Mm-hmm. Punches that aren't landing, sort of moves that aren't really good moves, and there's a sleeper hold yeah. for a while. So this is really some pro wrestling going yeah. on here. The... Uh Always reliable IMDb trivia did say that this was this one this one fight in the the two sweet half dead fight was shot over three days and with there's no stunt doubles obviously no there couldn't be 
It had to be hard to shoot because of how small that area is and how big a camera yeah. is in 1979. I mean, sure, big for a cell, still small for a movie set. A camera setup should take up that whole room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like shooting something in the room that's the size of a camera setup can be tricky. Yeah. They probably had to cheat and use like other walls or something. I don't know. I mean, it, it they it took three days. That's all we need to know, yeah. I guess. If the IMDb is more reliable than the Wikipedia on this oh, one. Obviously. It's, it's ironclad. If there's, it's if a there's, thorough vetting process over at IMDb. They get their detectives there's on There's anti-troll every- cops. <laughs> If there's a troll SWAT team out there on the internet, it's the IMDb boys. That's right. They're not going to put up uh, with false information about penitentiary. Boys and girls. Yeah, they're going to sniff it out. Yeah. They have nothing but respect for penitentiary and any other film. It's their business. Yeah, it is. And if you guys find out that this is not true, let's class action lawsuit the shit out of the IMDb. Because they're not doing their jobs. What do you sue somebody for, like, if they are making zero dollars on hmm. questionable information that is hmm. free? Uh, emotional damages. So, like, but then what would the judge award you? Because there's nothing financially there. So you'd be like, uh, you've wasted all of both of your monies. No. You get to call this person names now, I guess. He forces IMDb to create a detective wing to investigate every piece of trivia before it is approved for the site. And it's and then it's actually just the same people. And he's like, "Do better next time." Yeah. Okay. But we'll, you know, it'll be official. Hmm. Uh-huh. So officially, the fight is over. Too sweet cannot be raped by uh, the well, at least one prison man, half dead, uh, and half dead. And we get one of my favorite shots in the movie, which is what is the old guy's name? Oh, uh, seldom. Seldom seen, yeah, but he has like a real name too. Does he? I just thought yeah. he was seldom. Jezediah. Let me check. I think it's Jezediah. Jezediah. Hezekiah. It's Hezekiah Selvin Jackson. Played so, by Floyd Chapman. He gets a giggle out of this and he turns off his lamp. His lamp is awesome. Hmm. Did you really I take a look at his lamp? I it did not did not catch my attention. What's his lamp? It's got all kinds of weird shit all over it, and it's huge. Huh. He's got a bitchin' lamp, like, and it's also like in a in a prison cell, right? Real estate is at prime. That he likes this lamp so much, it's taking up more space than a damn TV would. <laughs> like he loves that lamp. All right, you know, seldom seen as a. He has uh, figured out how to live in prison. It's been his whole life, and he's decided that lamp is very important to his day to day. It is because of all all of the reading that he does. Yeah. So he needs a nice lamp. That's so true. It all makes sense. Yeah. He's a simple man. He's he's learned to get his life down to just the bare minimum. Uh-huh. 
The next morning, they're out in the yard doing more line dancing, funk music, mm-hmm. jogging, just unbridled, uncontrolled, <laughs> unrestrained tomfoolery. <laughs> it's awful active. You know, it's so active. Yeah. So much going on. Too Sweet goes over to Eugene, who's now Genie, mm-hmm. and he asks if he can sit down, and Eugene says, it's a free prison, isn't it? And I'm like, <laughs> um, no, it's the antithesis of that, Eugene. You need to yeah. get your head on straight if you're going to make it in here, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't make it. <laughs> oh, jeez. But uh, Too Sweet talks about how he's not going to have sex with men because he can just jack off and then shows him how to make a fist. And he's like, you can punch people, too. Go ahead. Punch some people. Yeah. It's great advice. (laughs) Does he just like take on Amos right here? Is that what happens? Just slugs him. Like, Amos is like, get away from my prison, bitch. Yeah, I think so. And then he punches him, and then the lieutenant comes in, and he's like, all right, let's... Or we get ex post facto, they've been let out of the hole. Who's been let out of the we hole? We don't see what... Amos and uh, Too Sweet. Oh, yeah, just goats. We're just suddenly there. We're out of the hole. We're out of the hole. They're in his office in disciplinary talkings, too. <laughs> right, right, right. And the lieutenant's like, all right, you boys keep fucking around. I'm no more Mr. Nice Guy. I'm going to beat you up before I throw you in there is what it amounts yeah. to. Because I'm wondering in the scene, I'm like, okay, what are you going to do? You just toss him in the hole for 14 days. That's supposed to be the worst thing ever. Yeah. Even though when you think about it, like, oh, you're going to solitary. It's like, can I stay there? Yeah. Can I not be in the main population of prison? Doesn't that sound like a better thing? Right. No, I mean, I've learned through the last you know year through pandemic that I have I'm, I'm much better at being um, by myself than other people are. Um, there's people that cannot fucking hack it, and I, I no. imagine that would be even worse than having to dodge rape all day. Uh, but for me, I'll go in the hole. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> like, everybody else is going crazy with nothing to do, and they go by. You're like, why are you smiling? Oh, no, I'm just thinking about stuff. I just wrote 14 songs. <laughs> <laughs> so, after he's like, all the stern talkings to. Lieutenant is like, all right, now for new business. And you're like, what? New business? Okay, the boxing tournament's going off without a hitch. Like, yeah. The boxing tournament's going off without a hitch. His brother-in-law is a major boxing promoter. Yeah. Which later we'll find out other things about his major promoting, <laughs> major promoting brother-in-law. Uh, but Eugene's joined the boxing team mm-hmm. since... Amos went down and he's agreed to stay on. Yeah. 
and he's agreed to stay on as the boxing trainer, provided Too Sweet joins the boxing team. Nice. Mostly because apparently at one point, the legitimate prison boxing team got taken over by a bunch of prison rapists, and then nobody wanted to be on it. Mm. So weird. I know. (laughs) That's strange. Whenever the rapists take over, all the fun goes out of everything. So we're going to skip ahead to boxing training. Right. And one of the, it's not really a montage. It's more of just a sweeping shot of boxing. It's a long tracking shot. Mm-hmm. See a lot of boxing training. And we're introduced to the first time to a man. Is this the uh, Magilla Gorilla character in the jump rope? Is it him that is just completely baffled by the mysteries of the jump rope <laughs> you see that guy that can't jump because he's in at least two shots maybe three uh-huh. where they go back to the boxing training and he's still just can't, just can't fucking figure it. out this jump rope <laughs> i totally missed I think jump it's rope the guy uh. yeah jump rope guy is another part like for me this movie like why i Every time I watch it that I forget that I saw it the first time, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm having a good time because of that lamp and that guy that just can't figure out a jump rope. Yeah. It's the little things. <laughs> yeah. Now, did the did the lieutenant like put right up front what like you the the winner of this, what they would get? Get out. They get to have sex. Later. And wait. They get the 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 sex parts later, but he does say that the champions of the weight classes get paroled because that's a thing that he can do. Yeah. Well, he's got some, some, some ties to someone who can pull some strings. And it's not really very far-fetched because the conditions of early release are that the people that are watching you said that you did good. Yeah. And the early release is set. So when the another the wiki that's like, oh, that's not this has never happened. I'm like, um, no. If this is how his guy's running his wing, this is how he's. If you want out early, you got to box good. Yeah, do some good boxing. I let you out early. That's something that could happen by the rules, I guess. Yeah, doesn't seem so far fetched to me. It doesn't, and that like any of those prison programs, be it boxing or knitting or whatever, the yeah. participation in them is deemed as good behavior. Yeah. So nothing about this is all that far fetched. Yeah. Except for bringing in the women from across the street to cheer and yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Because then, so, then we get to see uh oh, what's her name? her name <laughs> oh, what's her name peaches no that's not yet S-I-A? so now after the boxing montage we get our first boxing match and it's about how it should go because none of these people really know how to box mm-hmm. and we saw them training and this is bad boxing yeah and you're like okay these are the guys this is the stock that this major boxing promoter is pulling out revisit that idea later mm-hmm now we get introduced to Peaches because one of the prison guys, and I think he's one of the rapey guys. I'm not sure. He like goes onto the ceiling of the bathroom. Yeah. 
and just like hides there, I guess, like pushing himself hands and feet, just like a super spy or something yeah. until it's like a ninja up there. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just up there ninjaing and a lady comes in and goes to the bathroom without closing the door. And she's totally ready to leave without wiping. <laughs> when he <laughs> <laughs> when he le- when he <laughs> descends upon her uh-huh. <laughs> and after a pretty poor sell she buys yeah and they just start screwing yeah it's pretty it's pretty good stuff i was like hey what's yeah, what's going on <laughs> yeah she's like oh just cuz you Jump down from the ceiling. You think I'm going to drop my drawers? And he's like, yep. She's like, okay, you're right. Yeah. It's been a long time for me, too. We're both in prison. Also, I didn't wipe. Eh. What's, he doesn't care. What's wiping, he says. What's wiping? <laughs> it's a free prison, isn't it? That should um, have no. been my one-liner. What's it's wiping? Prison? This is tough. <laughs> <laughs> which later is visited because hezekiah his main point when uh and actually this is earlier we skipped over this his like main rule to too sweet is keeping his ass clean oh, yeah i mean see he's, he says it like five times he's so practical like he knows what he needs to get by he needs his fucking cellmate not to smell like shit. Yeah. You know, wipe your ass. Yeah. Had too many of these guys in here that are all like, what's wiping? <laughs> not doing that anymore. I'm old. This is my home. Yeah. Wipe your ass. This is my home. That is my lamp. That's right. It doesn't smell like human shit in here, so let's keep it that way. Yeah. yeah. After the boxing match, Two Sweet's getting pretty worked up. He's excited about his new life as a boxer. Eugene has won his fight, and he's becoming a little too mouthy for Amos. Yeah. Amos does Uh, not take to his new confidence. No, he doesn't. And Two Sweet starts rapping about Mr. Goodbars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Hezekiah gives him one anyway, despite his reservations that it'll ruin his entire training regimen. Mm. Which, as we've seen, is just sort of dancing around in a, a hallway, right. throwing air punches. Hey, you know, he's real light on his feet. He's got some quick footwork. That's helpful, right? He's athletic. That's yeah, he's, he's very According to quick. Rocky movies? I don't know. Boxing. <laughs> well, boxing isn't, yeah, you know, it's an elegant dance, and there's a lot of form involved, and these gentlemen have a long way to go. Yeah, say. sure, sure. But Two Sweet's like, at least, he looks like he's, you know, he's dancing around out there. He looks, he, he looks better than most yeah, of them. How about that? Decent form out there. No, his, he's got horrible form. Horrible form. Actually, Amos has the most form uh-huh. out of anybody in the movie by showing no bad form. It's not that he has good form. He just has less bad form than everyone else. Two Sweet's got a uh, decent, decent footwork. 
He bounces around a lot. Yeah. And he looks uh he looks like he's got a lot of endurance. He's got decent endurance. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> good agility, good endurance. Uh, Form not so just much. Just trying to find some positives here for these guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. We go to the Next boxing match where we're actually going to see Too Sweet fight Magilla Gorilla and Eugene's going to fight Half Dead in this one. Yeah. Yeah. And before the match, we are introduced to the leisure suit wearing major boxer promoter who is the lieutenant's brother in law. Mm-hmm. This scene is most notable because there is a man. In this scene that we only see in here, he isn't in any of the other scenes, and he looks a lot like Kevin Bacon. In fact, I wrote Kelvin Bacon sighting. (laughs) Kelvin Bacon seems very excited about the prospects of his early release. He seems really positive. He's got great hair. Never see him again. Don't know what happens to him. Bathroom's now an orgy. Oh, no, not yet. Not yet. That's the third oh, time. This time yeah, it's yeah. just she's ninjaed up to the top this time laying in wait for him. Yeah. And he just goes in there and starts jacking off. Right. Because that's what you do at boxing matches. Yeah. yeah. Anytime you can get away. <laughs> yeah. Is this the one where she like starts like going downtown? Yeah. And he says to her, oh, baby, do to me as you will. <laughs> yeah, he does. And then I'm pretty sure she snowballs him and uh-huh. he's all about it. Oh, yeah, that's it. Luckily, that was on the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make it to the cutting room floor. I just. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Half Dead knocks out Eugene. Mm-hmm. Eugene's excited about being knocked out. Yeah. Because it's not so bad. And he's like, oh, crap, I got raped because I didn't want to get beat up. Yeah. Turns out being raped is way worse than being beat up. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Right. So he's like, I don't have to take this shit anymore. Nope. I mean, uh, that night he's uh, that night he pees standing up because he's. He's not going to take it. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, hey, stands right up to him, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, Too Sweet beats McGilla Gorilla, whose main boxing strategy, because he really just never figured out the jump rope, so he wasn't able to take the next step in his <laughs> boxing training, which was throwing punches. Right. Uh, he, his main strategy is to get punched in the face a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he leads with his face. Works like for when too sweet is, yeah. When too sweet is throwing punches, he's countering the punches by throwing his face harder yeah. into too sweet's fist. He's trying to break too sweet's fists with his face. And during the ring breaks, because despite the fact that he's not throwing any punches back and Two Sweets punching him repeatedly, he's not really going down. Yeah. He's taking a lot of abuse. Mm. And in the ring breaks, he's telling Amos, he's like, this is stupid. I'm no boxer. And I'm like, could have fooled me. 
no shit. <laughs> like he wants to stop right then. He's yeah. like, take these gloves off me. I am done with this. I'll kill him. Yeah. I'll kill him for you. I'm not going to do it in the ring. Are you watching how this is going? He's punching me in the face and that's all that's happening. <laughs> yeah. That's where I quit. I mean, I wouldn't have made it that far, I'll be honest, but. Uh, Amos refuses to take his gloves off and he has to go back out there for one more round. How does this revolt? Like at one point he dives through, he tries to tackle him, but too sweet dodges it and he ends up out of the ring. He gets knocked down. Eventually he does like land an illegal blow and knock too sweet over for a second, but. Eventually, Too Sweet wins. I just don't remember exactly how he wins. Yeah, I can't quite remember either. And although we hadn't seen Too Sweet fight yet, we've seen Eugene fight once. We haven't seen anyone else fight. That was apparently the championship because Eugene gets to have what kind of visits? Oh, he gets to have connubial visits. (laughs) Canubial visit. <laughs> Damn. Did you look up canubial visits? Is that a word? It is. It's like uh it's like the relations between a man and a woman in marriage. So there is a canubial visit? I I, I don't know about visits, but I just looked up canubial. Uh, so is conjugal not the way then? Conjugal is what I always heard. Maybe connubial was an old time way to do it. Maybe that meant like we call it that because it was okay for your wife to come. And like maybe conjugal's like your girlfriend can come or whatever or you uh, don't have to be married. Maybe that's a difference. I'm just making that up by the way. I have no idea. No. Fortunately, the internet has graced us with connubial versus conjugal. What's the difference? Wiki diff. This is very exciting. Connubial is of or relating to the state of being married, while conjugal is of or relating to marriage or the relationship of spouses. Difference unclear. Huh. Well, all right, then. It could well, be both. We wanted to make fun of this movie for not knowing something, but it knew it. It knew it. Canubial visits. Canubial. <laughs> and but canubial, canubial visit he does. In connubial and conjugal, both sort of have something to do with spouses, not hookers in vans. Yeah, but here we have a hooker in van. Because at the end of at the end of the fir- or the beginning of the first boxing match, he touts the connubial visits and says connubial visits, and if you don't have somebody, we'll provide one for you. Yeah, because we know this great van hooker. That stays here because of her gainful employment hooking at this prison. Prison boxing champions. 
There's a lot of weight classes. <laughs> There's a tournament every week. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's his it's his old friend, the the girl that was at the the bar diner with him. Um, yeah. That you know, we didn't see what happened to her because we blacked out before we saw any resolution. Well, here she is. And he's like, don't you remember me? And she's like, of course I remember you. This is post-court. Okay. And then we find out, yeah, because he, he gives it to her real nice, I suppose. <laughs> and uh, she likes I it suppose. or whatever. It's a... Do we, do we need to actively describe what happens well, in the prison movie hooker van sex scene? They, they do it. <laughs> he does it right. It's not he like that it. guy with the cigarette in his ear. He throws one right up in him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it looks like he's doing it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, Her explanation is given to us in the form of a, a flashback. Mm-hmm. And even with some blurry vignetting to make us know that it's a flashback. Yeah. Where what happens after he's knocked out with the bottle is the other biker is going to rape her. And she stabs him to death. Yeah. And leaves. And none of the 10 witnesses, including her, say, yeah, that guy was trying to rape the van hooker that everybody here knows. And she stabbed him in self-defense. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. So they're like, dead biker, black guy, prison. Yeah. Which is what the filmmaker is saying happens all the time. Yeah. Dead white guy, black guy, prison. Yep. Seems to be the pattern. So he's really pissed off about it. And she's like, what else am I supposed to do? And that's when he sort of realizes what else are you supposed to do? You're actually a van hooker that works for the prison. Holy shit. Yeah. She's not really your enemy, buddy. This now leads to the most far fetched thing or the only far fetched thing in the movie where she has a rotary phone in her van. (laughs) This van looks it's not that far-fetched because it's huge. just a long cable that they like give her a phone on a long cable to put in the van. And yeah. The van, the phone wasn't there in the first place. So even the most ridiculous thing because a big thing on this podcast is a bad movie is generally identified by not knowing how phones work. This one <laughs> does know how phones work. This is possible of happening. Yeah. Yep. Everything in this then movie she is has- completely plausible. Completely plausible, except for that people could be that bad at jump roping. It's plausible. <laughs> I bet you I could find someone that bad at jump roping. I think there's a not there's a number of people that bad at jump roping. Yeah. So after his canubial <laughs> visit, is this where we get the really heavy? institutionalized sequence. I think so. This is where they go up. They like, he has a meeting with the Lieutenant and the promoter up with the, uh, where the TV monitors are. 
And I can't. We're starting to does happen. catch. Yeah, we're starting to catch a glimpse of how much of a big shot this boxing promoter is. Because he's just having to like talk to his brother-in-law while his brother-in-law is actually trying to work on the security system at the prison. Right. <laughs> and he's two for one right here. He's like, all right, boys, the your boxing's good, but the earliest of your early release has got to be a year from now. You need some more training. We're going to call up Amos this time because he's the least shitty boxer here. Yeah. Uh, see you later. Yeah, and two suits, just like, okay. Is that where he was like, I want and you to train for another year. You're not quite there yet. I want you to train for another year. And two suits, just like, okay. Yeah, and the institutionalized bit happens before this because you see two sweet. You see it in his eyes that he's like, he knows what Hezekiah was talking about. Right. Yeah. It's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. On the way down. Amos, despite getting to leave prison, has just had enough of too sweet and has conned half dead into murdering him and half dead's little buddy is going to help murder him, I guess. Yeah. They have some pretty serious knives. Yeah, they got some shanks or shivs or whatever but the they fuck look they like are. Just full on knives. Is what they look like. It's like I was expecting They're just some knives like, with tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's reinforced Versus, the handle a little bit. Yeah. But they look like blades. Yeah. Uh, and Right before uh, Half Dead is going to kill Too Sweet, Eugene dives in front of the blade and is stabbed in the heart by Half Dead, who doesn't really seem to care who he's stabbing as long as he's stabbing somebody, because he's like, you're not the right guy, don't yeah. care, die, you son of a bitch, die. Yeah, Half Dead's. Half dead's a lunatic. Yeah, even when he's pretending to be crazy, it's crazier than it should be. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Half, half dead, dead really kills. Sorry, I, I believe half dead is the character Ernie Hudson plays in the sequel. I'm I'm curious to go back and watch them again now because I'm like totally forgot that that was a character holdover. Ernie Hudson's in the second one. Yeah, and so is Mr. T and Rudy Ray Moore making an appearance, I believe. Jesus, I haven't seen the other two. I've only seen this one three times. Oh, dude, you got to see, especially three is like fucking hilarious and incredible. Okay, well. Yeah. And they only get better. Uh, they only get better. Okay, good. <laughs> this is the low point of the series. I, <laughs> it's just the starting point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Too Sweet beats the shit out of the little buddy guy and then he chokes out Half Dead he's about to kill Half Dead but Hezekiah stops him and then he picks up the knife and he's gonna go we think he's gonna go stab Amos but he just drops the knife and he's like Hezekiah go get the lieutenant and even though he seems like he's all about weight class fighting tell him that 
I'm fighting Amos and Hezekiah does. And they're like, ah, boxing rules out the window. This isn't really been a rulesy show to begin with. Yeah. Because their boxing is bad. <laughs> right. And now we're led to the main event, which seems to be like a 10 round bout between uh, Too Sweet and Amos. Mm-hmm. They punch each other in the face. People yell. No women this time around, so the or is there? Is this like is there an orgy in the bathroom here, or isn't that the one previous? Oh, I think that happened. I feel like it's here. Yeah, it happened earlier. So like the three matches or whatever you get the goes from the one people having sex, then she reverses the coin on him, comes from the ceiling, and then the third time in the bathroom it is like just whoever wants to go to the bathroom, it's just like a wide open sex party in there now. This yeah. is more serious boxing. I think there's only inmates in there. And yeah. uh No more hanky panky. This is for yeah. real. <laughs> I mean, you, oh, this is where the, the one because there isn't a female section this time. It has the, the one inmate that's dressed with his like shirt tied up and he's got a wig on. And he's really Really yelling and into it. Isn't that this fight? And like the guy rips his wig off eventually. The fighter does. Yeah, and this is the guy. He's in this guy's in Sanford and Son, too. Wilbur Hi Fi oh. White. Hi-Fi. All right. This guy's a he's an actual comedian, like one of the few non extras that is in this film. But yeah, that's a pretty funny scene. Yeah. He's been doing it the whole time. He's been razzing mm-hmm. the women for being real women and all sorts of nonsense through the whole movie. Yeah. He gets a, more of a featured spot in this one fight, probably because there's... Yes. Yeah. No other women. Well, eventually, Too Sweet knocks out Amos, even though Amos knocks him down a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And he wins... Cut to him getting some shit back. Like, I guess you're out now. No, yeah, it's just a forward cut. He still has to wait for the conditional release time. Right. And apparently they've pulled some other strings. Probably haven't. There's a, there's a chance that Hezekiah is just like, don't let me out. Tell him I was bad. All right. Right. And uh, you're like, well, we're going to let Hezekiah out to be your trainer. Yeah, I'm like, don't let God damn it out. I saw Shawshank Redemption. I know how he ends up. Yeah, he even <laughs> said he was going to hang himself. Yeah. If it started to change for him, he likes the world that he's lived in for 35 years. Yeah, so Which means he went like, to prison when he was like... Then. I did the math on him and he was like, what did he say, 35 years and there was another 15. So that's at like 50 and he was 65. Yeah. So he, he was he went to prison 15. when he was 15. Yeah. And was out for like six months and then was back in. Yeah. That's all he knows. That sucks. The only place he knows. Yeah, it's awful. Now we are revealed that more could be plausible because you're like boxing promoter. What kind of a boxing promoter does this? Well, the kind that has to live at his brother-in-law's house. (laughs) He's not like Don too sweet King and or anything. Get out there and make lots of money for my brother, so him and his him and my sister 
can move out of my house. (laughs) Oh, man. This guy's terrible boxing promoter. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a terrible boxing promoter. He's terrible at promoting boxing. But he's also a promoter of terrible boxing. Yeah. Yeah. He's the trifecta of terrible boxing promoter. <laughs> yeah. Well, Too Sweet gets out, and he just starts walking down the road again. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the movie. That's it. He's probably going to go find himself a piece of cloth and a couple sticks. I feel oh. like he's got that in his bag still. Probably, yeah. The guy's giving him this shit back, going, all right, one piece of cloth and one... <laughs> Two sticks. Sign right here. (laughs) One pair of pants, one heavily soiled pair of underwear, $12.43 in cash. Ah, too sweet. Leading to my first question, because I haven't seen Penitentiary 2 or 3, does he just go straight to kill that hooker? And that's how Penitentiary 2 happens where he's back in prison. Jeez. Oh, I honestly don't remember uh, the, the trajectory of the story of Penitentiary 2. But I, I do remember that in 3, we are back in prison for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming he just goes out and kills that hooker. Or because he's such yeah. a good-hearted prison boxer... The exact same thing happens. He walks for about eight, ten miles, gets tired, pitches his shitty tent. Some bikers see him, naturally look at it and go, that's a fucking shitty tent. We got to toss some dirt all over that (laughs) asshole until he starts making better. It'll teach him how to make better tents. It's good for everybody. (laughs) And then he gets dirt all over him. Some hooker picks him up. They try to go have lunch. She almost gets raped, kills some people. He gets knocked out again. Bam, back in prison. Same exact goddamn thing. The one thing I do remember is that Half Dead, played now by Ernie Hudson, terrorizes a woman in an apartment. So he's somehow out. So I'm sure he has something to do with anybody ending up back in prison. If you kill somebody in prison, I don't think that's sort of like the only way to not get out. Yeah. They might have escaped, like him and someone else might have escaped, too. I don't know. I don't remember. Just have to do it someday. Oh. Yeah. I feel like it might not have been you. I thought you gave me all three of them. Hmm. I, I, I could. I thought it was because you got better copies of them or something. Sure. Because I went over to your house once and you gave me uh, DVDs of American Ninja, P.D. Wheatstraw, and I thought all three of the penitentiaries. Oh, maybe. I mean, the... Penitentiary 3, I don't think, has ever actually had a disc release. I feel like it was only on VHS. But, you know, you can find it on illicit sites, uh, rips of it. Well, I'm going to have to look, because I swear I have a, a, it's just a single width DVD case with three DVDs in it, and all three of them are in there, and they're all on the cover. Oh, I thought I missed that release. Maybe I didn't give you that. So I don't remember that. Maybe it's just buy some of the stuff that you gave me and I've got it confused that way. 
All right, leading to final recommendations. It's your movie, so I'll go first. Mm-hmm. If you're wanting a fun time, like most of the Stinker Madness movies will give you that are zany or crazy or like last week's episode, this isn't this isn't the movie for you. If you're a student of film history, you probably kind of have to watch this because of how good it is for a very limited budget that it was done by somebody who was probably still in school and that it's part of a larger movement that is extremely relevant in film. I agree with everything you just said. I would add also that um, I would definitely recommend it if you want to go, you know, into the others. And I believe, and again, it's been a long time since I've seen any of these, but I do believe that they get, um, more and more close to probably what you normally recommend on the show, especially by, so by number just, three is a Canon release and it's yeah. goofy as shit. So yeah. Yeah. So you're just, you're just feeding the listeners penitentiary one as a gateway drug to penitentiary three. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just a completist and I think you should start at the beginning, but <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you got to start at the beginning. I am too. If you're like a, uh, if you watch this and you're like, not for me, I guess don't go on. But if you watch this and you're like, man, I'd like this if it was a little sillier, uh, then keep going. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, as always, I recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's our show for the week. Uh, next week, I don't know what I'm going to pick. I have, I just don't know. I've had a really busy week. I haven't thought about it in the slightest, but we will let you know via one, all of our social networking or whatever. And I think Justin's coming back this week. Are you going to come back or do you want a couple weeks off? Um, I might need a couple weeks off. All right. Sounds good. So it's going to be Justin and I, maybe Tyler, maybe Jackie, maybe somebody else too. We'll find out. For Tucker, I am Sam. This has been Sticker Madness. 